Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Muffs. I'm speaking into a microphone, Muff. I'm Pete Donaldson. I'm joined by Luke Moore. Hello. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm just rapidly um, uh, updating my notes ahead of the show. Yeah, I'm decompressing. <laughs> uh, no, updating my notes ahead of the show because um, I, I want it to be a good one. I want it to be a good and one. You, and you are fully clothed this time around, which for me is a bonus. Yeah. It is a bonus. Um, so, fingers crossed we can remain that way. <laughs> this is the Luke and Pete show. That is the Pete. I am the Luke. If you're new to the show, we talk about anything that takes our fancy, and a lot of it is guided um, by you, the listener. If you want to get in touch, hello at lukeandpeteshow.com. Mm. I'd say this is the journey, and our listeners' emails are the compass. Is that fair, Pete? Uh, no, it's the sandwich and it's the meat. Okay. The emails are the meat. Uh, and we occasionally garnish it with our opinions, but mainly it's the meat. Okay. Of the sandwich, the what, meaty sandwich. What sort of meat is it? Um, uh, it, it's like a meat substitute. I do a fantastic sandwich, which is a a nicely seasoned, um, grilled uh, chicken breast, not overcooked, right, uh, on a toasted like brioche bun. Skin some, on. Uh, uh, what the what the bun? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I hit the skin on the bun. And then some nice Gruyere cheese, bit of rocket, and some onion chutney. Beautiful sandwich, that. Lovely. Yeah, what would be your ideal sandwich? Uh, my ideal sandwich... Um, Spam. I do like a, I do like a BLT. It's that Bertie the Bear sort of like sausage stuff. <laughs> yes! Yeah. I haven't eaten that in yet. I don't think I ever ate that, to be honest. We were way too cheap for that. Um, um, what did we talk about last time around, Peter? We talked about craft beer. We talked a bit about Anthony Bourdain. We talked about mm. soft drinks, odd soft drinks. We yes. talked about 90s comedians. Some father-led censorship of movies in the, in the, in the family home. Yeah, um, all sorts. Do you think? Do you think if you went back to the house? So, so do your parents still live in the home you grew up in? Yeah. Okay, right. So it's an irrelevant question for me. I, oh no, 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 they don't. Okay, no, they didn't. So they I often moved. wonder if I go if I because I saw the house I grew up in for sale about a year ago. That's emotional. I never I never got um, round to it, but I thought I'd quite like to go and see what it's like. Two of my houses have been knocked down. Have they? Yeah. What, because of the Fred like West. Yeah. Like Fred West. Um, but I wonder because my. My house, in my mind, that I grew up in, feels really big. Mm. But I think if I went back there, it would feel tiny because I'm obviously much bigger. Now. Yeah, the first, uh, my first house was particularly small. We actually grew up on a, st- I was actually born, could have been born in Fife, very close to being born in Fife. Could have been, uh, they moved down. The Kingdom of Fife. The Kingdom no of less. Fife. Uh, they, I could have, they moved down um, quite, uh, like, two months before we, we, I came out. Not right. planning. Not planning. No, planning. that's <laughs> Not a bit, bit of a ballsy Recife. move. Go from Recife to uh, there. And um, we... Uh, 
we lived in a very we lived on the on an estate, but then we moved to a house, and um, we had a like a two bed house, and it. Was, I just remember it being very small. But if if I walked past it today, it would still be incredibly small. Oh, so even then you thought even it was then small. I thought it was quite. How small. How long did you live there for? Uh, about ten years, and then we moved right. to Grange Road, and then which is a huge Victorian house, beautiful, beautiful house. That um, yeah. there's some there's some great houses in Hartley. Probably about ten grand, was it? There are still houses in there. I think our I think our biggest house. It's forty grand. Wow! And that we hadn't needed a mortgage on that. <laughs> right? Yeah. Seems yeah, so yeah, quaint yeah. when you live yeah. in London. Isn't it? But do you think grand. if you went if you went back there, do you think you would it would feel really small? The first one, yeah. But the one that the one that the drunk Seacole wagon driver took the back of. Uh, that was oh very yeah, small. that was um, Seacole. Even though Seacole existed, to tell that story. <laughs> it was no, it was no bigger than the Seacole wagon, to be honest. Mm. So it was easily smashable. So in, in in many ways, your parents might have thought about trading. Yeah, no, we we'll take the van. We need a we need a, we need a house that's uh, impervious to uh, to big lorries smashing at the back of them. You could have been a, a, a family of travelling minstrels in a sea <laughs> car van. Can your parents play any musical instruments? Uh, they can't fucking drive and all that. So <laughs> not good. Neither of them can drive. No, and you can't drive. Uh, my mum can drive, but she hasn't driven for about forty years. Can your sister drive? Yes. Okay. She's got a little Ben. Oh, that Ben. So cute. He means baby for those listening in, in the Don't US and, and abroad. Don't be rude. Um, ben is the northern word. A Scottish word as well for baby. Little Emma uh, is such a cute... I like... I'm not a big... Like, I wouldn't say I go crazy for babies. Um, except I fucking do, clearly. Because when I see them, I'm like, baby! Yeah, dog! Uh, but, oh, my niece is lovely. I like My niece is amazing as well. I, I, every time I see her, it's, it, it gives you the joy that you couldn't imagine possible. I, and obviously, when we become parents... Um, uh, it will be even greater, I imagine. But yeah, I love seeing money. She's amazing. But I mean, she hit. I mean, as I've spoken about uh, on this podcast before, she fucking hates me. No, she doesn't. <laughs> she does, How she, old is she? She doesn't like male voices. She just screams. I, I went around after singing. <laughs> I went around last time I saw her for singing the first thing that came into my head, and it was a song about train Wi-Fi. <laughs> right. So I went around by singing in a high voice. She doesn't like deep voices. Does she listen to Absolute Radio? Uh, not at uh, nine months old. No. no, no. Why not? Stick it on. Stick it on. Start them early. Get some Coverdale on there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, the surprisingly Yorkshire David Coverdale. We um we also talked about that last time around, didn't we? We talked about sort of uncool sort of musicians of a certain period. <laughs> um, we're still a bit behind in terms of emails, so we, we'll probably get some emails on that in a week or two. But um, and I think some people are probably going to suggest some that I think are cool, and it's going to make me feel a bit out of touch. Upset, yeah. Yeah, so there we go. What else have you been up to, Peter? What's been going on? Uh, what has been going on? Um, well, we've, we've kind of been in the studio quite a lot because of the World Cup. Sure. Um, d- did a, uh, a job for a video company playing Mario Tennis. Any good? Um, yeah, it's quite fun, actually. Quite a fun game. But um, yeah, it's, you, it's, it's, it's like, you know, the Wii Tennis where you sort of wave your arm at the at the telly and, and mix it. Oh, so it's like that, is it? <laughs> Why did you say it like that? Oh, so it's like that, is it? Because oh, um, Mario. I remember that being a little bit clunky back in the day, and I didn't. It sort of put me off it. It's got better. It's got a lot better, and uh, um, the Switch is such a great. I haven't game used it properly system. yet. I haven't used it. I would like. I'd like one. I'd like. I'd like to play that Zelda game. Those Nintendo. I've seen the Nintendo Labo thing, which oh, is like no. a. You put your Nintendo. So you basically um, it comes as a flat pack, um, massive set of um, cardboard um, leaves, basically. Yeah, uh, and they've got like all this folding, and it's all kind of scored. Oh, I have way. seen about this. And you yeah. fold it up, and you can make yourself a piano, and you jam your switch into it. And for various reasons, using the uh, infrared capabilities of the controllers, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, yeah. you can make a little piano out of it. Yeah, and it's all very well. That's really it's interesting. All very well. 
But I just and it's aimed towards have kids. You, have you used it? I've not used it, but it's aimed towards kids. But I just look at that and I sort of go, if you get kids anywhere near cardboard, it gets soggy. Kids get yeah. shit soggy. Yeah. I mean, it's good quality cardboard, but yeah. that's soggy. <laughs> that's yeah. instantly getting sog sogs. But would you um, like to try it? Um, yeah, I mean, it's, I think it's one of those things you try once and go, hmm, good, and then never play with it again. Nintendo Labo slash Labo, I'm not really sure how to pronounce it. A five out of ten for me, Clive. But you haven't even used it. Shut up. <laughs> hey, y'all, it's Farmer Me Mine. Now let's have this one. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Okay. That, was that email. stopped prematurely. Yeah. Oh, was that was that email? That was email. Yeah. I should no, use, was it? Yes, it was. Yeah. It, it was should email. use the actual word email in it because no, that's in the chorus. I quite like. I just like it's my mama thinks I'm lazy. My friends my think, friends I'm crazy. Crazy. think I'm crazy. I mean, it's yeah. quite it's quite a sort of um, a, a broad scale of opinions about someone, isn't it? <laughs> Oh, you know, you guys, you think I'm crazy, but you know what? You'll never guess, but my <laughs> mum actually thinks I'm quite lazy. <laughs> <laughs> you can be both things. Can you be lazy and crazy? You can be both things. Um, it's time for emails. Uh, as I said before, hello at lukeandpeteshow.com to get in touch with us. What were we talking about last time around, Pete? We had a bit of, um, you, you were being very controversial about Adrian Edmondson. Um, <laughs> yep. Uh, and on the back of that, by the way, Kieran's got in touch and said, uh, you want a national treasure? Kathy Burke. Yeah, that's nailed on. You having that? Yeah, definitely. A very, a very um, broad range in terms of acting. Can do comedy, can do serious. She was very good. Uh, I can't remember. Is it Millie? I can't remember if she played in um, the John le Carre film. Uh, uh, yes, she, she, she's in She's that, one yeah. of my favourite characters in those books. Uh, she plays, I can't remember the name. She plays the girl, the woman who runs the safe house. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. Yes. Well, she, she actually ran the circus for a little while. She And then I think she, I don't think she ran a safe house. I think she ran the circus at some point. But okay. she was uh, very important. She's in a lot of books. She's great. Okay, I've got an email here, Peter, mm. um, and it's entitled uh, Man Implants Chip Into Hand. Ooh. You like that? Uh, yep. Okay, hello, lads. It's from uh, 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 Tort. Good name, Tort. Sounds like a Scandinavian T-O-R-T or T-A-U. T-O-R-T-L-E Power. Remember that? Yeah, of course I do. Partners in crime, mate. Yeah, spell crime. How are they spelling crime? Spelling crime, K-R-Y-M-E. Correct. Textbook. It's the why that just doesn't make any sense. It's so nineties. You wouldn't have got. You wouldn't have got away with it. I once. Uh, I. I think. Uh, my, my, again, we'll get to the point where I have to um, press every 
um, story with. I've probably talked about this on the podcast before. I think people just accept just that. Assume, now. Yeah, just yeah. assume that we are two doddery old. We did have an iTunes review recently saying, um, uh, well, it used to be good, but I just repeat the stories. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. Um, if you do want to review us, do <laughs> pop on iTunes. It is don't say that. It's help. Don't say that. No. They will say that now, won't yeah. they? Balls. Yeah. But give, us, <laughs> give us five stars. I don't care what you write. Yeah. Um, they, I had that um, record and also Star Trek in by the firm. Uh, yeah, nice one. Uh, and uh, the young ones, the aforementioned Ed Edmondson, uh, doing Living Doll, and they were my three favourite. Uh, and do the do the Bartman as well. My With... four favourite um, vinyls when I was a kid. Uh, went Great home. Stuff. Went home about three years ago and saw my records in the window of a charity shop. That's outrageous. My mum has no feeling. <laughs> She has no respect for culture. She has no respect for culture or my feelings. So she's not even trying to get any money for them. She's trying to get these out of the house. She just, she's just, she's paranoid that when she goes, like she's um, sixty-five now. My nan died when she was ninety-six. Right, good. So she's got some, she's got some living to do. Yeah, but she's constantly worried about how much shit is in the loft. She just want to because I would have to because I would have to clear it out. I'm going. There's like one filing cabinet and three boxes of um, Isaac Asimov books. That's all there is <laughs> up there. And maybe some old A-level artwork that I did. My mum yeah. went through a phase of whenever I went home for the weekend, when I was packing my stuff to go back again, she would say, oh, do, you want, do you want a hand with your packing? I'd be like, yeah, okay, great. Mm. And she would always surreptitiously slip something in there that she didn't want in the house anymore that she wanted me to have. Yeah. And I'd get home and be like, what the hell is this? Like you say, it'd be like four John Wyndham books and like... <laughs> some old records and she'd be like oh sorry I thought they were yours what a John Wyndham sci-fi novel published in 1972 <laughs> I wasn't born until 1980 she knew what she was doing the uh yeah I always get sent home with um medicines from the pound shop I mean how Poundland has gone out of business I don't know are they are they going as well one of the one, it's either Poundland or one of the pounds R.I.P. The, the high street Peter I don't understand Where's it. Mary Portis to save it when you need it? I just don't understand it because uh, my mum buys so much medicine in there Renitidine tablets, um, ibuprofen. She sends a care package every time I leave. Uh, you are a man of many ailments as well. Um, I do have a very extensive medicine cabinet. Yeah. It's brilliant. And a small flat, so it's probably the <laughs> proportion is quite difficult. Going back to those vinyls, I, I recognise those singles. I used to like them as well. Um, I only knew it was my copy of the firm's Star Trek in because um, the design... Because obviously they couldn't use the word Star Trek, they had to change it to Star Trek in. And they drew an outline of uh, Dr. Spock. Mr. Spock? Dr. Spock. I always forget Mr. This. Spock, I think. It's Mr. Spock, isn't yeah. it? Um, and, they, and they drew like half an outline. And as a child, I completed the outline to make the picture of uh, Mr. Spock. Uh, and that was in the window. I was like, that's mine! That's my work of art. Unbelievable. And did it say on it, Pete Donaldson's Pete, hands off? Prophet of Pete Donaldson. Um, going back to one of those particular songs, uh, Living Doll with the Young Ones. Do you know which artist that featured? Uh, what do you mean, as in... It wasn't just the young ones, it was featuring... Oh, yeah, Cliff Richard, yeah, yeah. The worst living Briton, Sir Cliff Richard. He's, yeah, he's he probably thinks he's a national treasure, but he's very much not a the, national when treasure. He, when it was rained off at Wimbledon, and he sang a cappella... Who's he, who's he friends with? Martina Navratilova and oh. Sue Barker. So Sue Barker probably thinks she's a national treasure, and probably a lot of people would think so, but because of the proximity to Cliff Richard, she's been tainted. Yeah, I agree. She's been scorched by the unlikability of Cliff Richard. When he sang at Wimbledon when it was raining, that was the worst thing a Briton has done since the Second World War. <laughs> I, I, honestly, if you put it on, well, I'll say in my defence, put it on. It was absolutely outrageous. People were enjoying it. Yeah, indeed. Um, that was that was in the middle of Hen Mania, though, wasn't it? That was you know, it was a weird time for all of us. 
tennis crowds are the worst crowds, I think. No, cricket. No way, cricket's ideal. No, cricket. Drunk, drunk kids, drunk lads dressed as fucking Pac-Man, getting pissed. But that's everyone. That's just young people these days, isn't it? Yeah, but just everyone just showing off. It's just like, and not even watching the cricket, just showing no. off. If I was a cricket Like fan, an extension of the darts crowd. Yeah, if I was, if I was um, a, a genuine cricket fan, I would not enjoy watching cricket. But you also get a, um, a section of the cricket crowd, which are like quite older men with mm. their sons or their friends, with a cool box, having a lovely time, got yeah. the paper out, maybe have a snooze, yeah. um, forget to put sun cream on. That's a lovely, yeah. that's a lovely part of the yeah, cricket crowd. and that's what I expected when I went to Edgebaston. Is Edgebaston... Um, it's Birmingham. Birmingham, yeah. 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 Uh, when I went to that one. I, get a, I, I mean, I'm going off on here, but I get a text every couple of days from Edgebaston Pizza Hut saying, would you like, <laughs> would you like a pizza? What's the answer? What's the answer? It's always no, because I live in London. And you only eat exclusively through Uber Eats. <laughs> is yeah. it Uber Eats you like or Deliveroo? No, God, no, Deliveroo. Deliveroo, yeah. Deliveroo. My Deliveroo is disgusting. Listen, um, Tort, we will come back to man that implants yeah. chip into hand in a minute. Um, but, Pete, do you trust a Deliveroo to deliver you a McDonald's successfully? Because I'm always paranoid about it. What, what are they going to do? Spit in it? It'll be cold, it'll be all Oh, yeah, it's squashed, not great. Yeah, no, no, kind of I mean... It, if you're expecting decent quality fries from KFC, you ain't going to get them. You'll, they'll In KFC, soggy. you're not going to get them. Well, you'll, you'll get them soggy. You'll get them really soggy. Because I'll, I'll give you a little insight into my thinking around it. Is that this is the this is the level the extent I'll go to if, if my wife and I decide we want to get a McDonald's as like a little treat or whatever. Wife, it's time for the McDonald's. Yeah, um, I would rather than get it delivered, I'll actually go and get it. Don't put yourself out. So I'll drive like ten minutes to go and get it, and drive ten minutes back. Yeah, I mean that's I mean that's normal. But if I'm like the if I'm you, you get in delivery because you're lazy, and I'm lazy, so... That's true. Yeah. You, when's the last time you actually cooked a meal? Oh, I made um, scrambled Just eggs. Just give me the year. <laughs> I made scrambled eggs in the office uh, microwave, which is a most unwelcome smell for everybody. <laughs> scrambled eggs in the office microwave is not cooking people, yourself a meal. We're not happy. It's a meal. Did people you have anything with happy. it? Uh, yeah, I brought some um, smoked salmon in. That's <laughs> what, a nice little, what a popular colleague. That's a nice little, uh, nice little snack. Now, that is worse than Marcus than beef crisps. <laughs> Marcus beef, yeah, but I'm not in. I'm not doing. Yeah, it is about as bad. It's worse. Marcus's beef crisps are weird. Like yeah. they, it just follows follows him around. Yeah, and um, such an eighties flavour. He's, he's such an eighties nineties man. Though, he's he? really eighties. Bless him. It's late eighties. Beef roast crisps. beef crisps are very sort of nineteen eighty nine. I don't know where he gets them from. <laughs> yeah, he's like that man who eats rations. We featured once. He just found a box of gold wonder from from the nineteen nineties, and he keeps eating beef crisps. Golden wonder, disgusting. So you're to, if, if for example you are you are courting a uh, a member of the opposite sex or a member of the same sex, yeah. um, and you want to cook some dinner, you're you're essentially limited to. Scrambled eggs and smoked salmon in the microwave. That's or, all kinds of fancy. Or, I don't pour egg. I don't that, pour thing, that thing you do where you put a lot of cheese over a mug and microwave <laughs> it so all the rennet comes off yeah. and you eat it. Like nice. That is something you do, isn't it? It's something I have done in the past. Okay, finally, before we come to talk, one final point, Pete. We're recording this show quite early today, uncharacteristically early. Right. And um, again, and you see, you've got a morning boner. Your quiff is unreal today. It's wild, isn't it? Yeah. It, it, it get, do you just not do your head? If you, if you, if you have a, a, an agreement to get up and meet someone at a certain time, <laughs> you just agree to not do your yeah, head? It's not shower. I'm not showering. I'm off to play football later on, so there's, there's very little point in showering. Also, my shower keeps going hot and cold. I'm like, oh, i got to ring somebody about that. Do you remember? Um, oh. I thought you had your shower sorted out. Didn't you have to move out recently because of your shower? I had to move out for a few days because the shower was done in. And it's still not working now? 
It was a long time. It was about a year ago that I, I do that. It's just, it's just a constant. I think the boiler might be on the blink. I, I, oh. I, I did repressurize the boiler though. I'm, you know, a bit handy. I can't cook, but I'm a bit handy on with the old DIY. Yeah, you were trying to poach an egg and you end up repressurizing <laughs> the boiler. Um, okay, cool. So I was gonna, I was gonna um, ask. Oh yeah, that's what I was gonna say very quickly. Speaking about not doing your hair because of the football, a right. guy I used to play football with, we've talked about on the football ramble. Yeah, Tiggy Rainbow. He used to do his hair at half time. There we oh, go. There we go. Taught, finally taught. You've been waiting on tenterhooks uh, for this email Tauter to be hooks. read out. It was promised and here it is to be delivered. Um, he says, hello, lads. Further to the chat in episode 69 about one of the good th- reasons it's great to have emails is because it reminds us of what we've actually said. Yeah. Um, uh, episode 69 about people implanting chips into their bodies. I thought I'd draw your attention to this local story. Mm. Sydney uh, biohacker has travel card implanted into hand. Now, we were, I was talking about is the natural progression of a mobile phone perhaps to be just to have it grafted to someone's limb at some point because yeah. people have always got them in their hands. This guy here, and you can tell what type of character he is by the name he's given himself. Uh, this let is, me guess. Um, uh, Torrent Bitmap. Yes, that is exactly. his name. Great guess. Bitmap. Yeah. Yeah, okay. um, but it's for, he has legally apparently changed his name to Meow Ludo Disco Gamma Meow Meow. Is that, a, a, is that, um, is that an initialization? What is, uh, what's his initials? M L D G M M. No, it's not, is it? Maludgum. No, he sounds like one of your pals, Pete. Uh, he's a molecular biologist and regular science party election candidate. Has had his travel card implanted into his arm so he wouldn't have to fish it out every time. It goes a bit south after this. Unfortunately, he was fined by the courts for breaching the terms of use of the card, and it was instantly deactivated. <laughs> Good. He has two other implants in his hand and arm, including one on which he keeps documents. I don't know what the other one's for, says yeah. Tort. Um, cheers, Tort. That's backfired, isn't it? Well, it's backfired because he made a big deal out of it, um, and it does contravene uh, the rules of the thing. You Why? can actually... you it's again. Why? I can't imagine they say that in the terms and conditions. Don't put it in your body. Well, don't put it anywhere. Don't like, put it they, remember, that guy, remember that guy? Because all those cards are is a tiny little chip um, that uh, that gets um, excited by the um, electromagnetic field that the... Um, that the, the pad you put it on, um, and an antenna. So like that wire that you see, if, yeah. you, if you ever um, get bored enough to dissolve your um, Oyster card You've in, done that. in um, nail varnish remover, right. it's, it, it, all it is is a chip and an antenna. Um, so it's eminently doable, but he mugged himself off by making it so public, so then they would dehactivate it. So he's probably taken it out of the card and put it in just as a little chip. Well, yeah, put it, and, and probably the antenna as well. It reminds me of that really 90s joke, which you may not have heard, about a guy who goes to a conference and uh, he's like this really technologically minded guy. Mm. And uh, he, instead of got a, a mobile phone, he's just got like a ring around his little finger and a ring around his thumb. Right. And it starts ringing, so he's just like that, with his hand to his face. <laughs> and he's showing off to all these other people. And he says, oh, you know, I don't actually have to use my computer because I've got it implanted in my eye. Yeah. I just have it in my eyeball and I just do it like that. And he goes for all these different things. And halfway through the conference, he disappears. Mm. And everyone can't work out where he is. And um, like an hour or so later, someone goes into the toilet and he's standing there spread eagle with a load of toilet roll up his bum. And says, I'll be there in a minute. I've just got a fax coming through. <laughs> I mean, it took a long time to get yeah, to that. It's a 90s, I think it's a 90s joke. A very 90s joke. Because that was the time where people were on the cusp of technology. And it was like, that was an exciting joke to be telling back in like 99. All right. So give me a little bit of credit for I'm that. I'm getting the facts. There was a guy who used to walk around uh, London with a um, wand, like a magic wand. Um, and he'd put right. his chip at the end of the magic wand. So you got. Oh, I do. I've heard about that guy. Boop. Yeah. I think I might have seen him. I think I might have thought he was a paedophile. Because uh, he was dressed like a magician. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's going the extra mile for for not really much payoff. That isn't it? 
<laughs> isn't it? It is though, isn't it? It is, it is a little bit, yeah. Do you remember the, do you remember the um, oh, what was his bloody name? The Peckham, the Peckham Terminator? No. It was a, ma- it was a really camp, angry camp, possibly on drugs uh, man who uh, would, he was on a bus and he was just screaming at a woman, but he started talking like this and he's really angry at this woman. And then he was so angry, uh, he was trying to get off the bus, but the door's closed, so he just walked straight through. Oh, I did see that on YouTube, straight, yeah. He didn't punch, he just walked straight through the, uh, the, glass. the doors. Yeah. And he looked like the Terminator. Went, Incredible. Pregnom, and, and, and the people were filming it. And he just walked off, he didn't he? just walked off, yeah. covered in glass. I also saw around that time a YouTube video of a guy coming out of a shop, walking into the bus stop. Right. And um, the bus comes around the corner. It's like a CCTV video. Right. The bus comes around the corner and mounts the pavement because the bus driver's lost control. Right. He tries to get out of the way, and it hits the front of the bus, hits him flat in the back, and knocks him about five or six feet onto the floor right. in a way that he rolls, gets up, walks, keeps walking, and just walks straight into the pub. <laughs> it looks amazing. Brilliant. And it was one of those perfect videos for someone to have that, um, what, what's it called, those, like, those, uh, those sunglasses come down over your eyes. What, <laughs> deal, what do you call deal, it? Deal with it. Deal with it. That's deal it. it. Deal with it. Yeah. The, uh, I've dealt with it. I'm going to the pub. Yeah. <laughs> um, the uh, and there's another one where um, some Scottish blokes are out on the town and he's filming. I don't know why he's filming actually, but um, this bloke gets like he goes Stuart, Stuart. Oh, for fuck's sake, Stuart. Do you remember? Like, he gets run over by a bus. A bus really smacks him right. on his ass. And like, for fuck's sake, Stuart! He gets really angry. He's got his friend, yeah, his yeah, mate, his, it, yeah. His, his mate yeah. just got run over by a fucking bus. Like, really cracks his head as well. He goes, for fuck's sake! Good YouTube uh, channel that could be. People being hit, People by, hit buses. by buses. Yeah. Um, if you have one more email, then you're going to do a Mencarta, and then All we're right, going to go home. All right, um, this is from Gary Owen. It's more sex education chat. Okay. Um, uh, this is a theme that we've been running the show for a while now. Mm. People getting embarrassed, being given sex education uh, lessons at school. Uh, and and the such. Um, Gary says, after listening to episode 71 about the guy's embarrassing sex education lessons, I want to give you my own embarrassing experience. For some reason, I arrived late to my science lesson, um, and because of the data rights and data protection laws, I shall call my teacher Mr. H. This Mr. Lesson, H? This lesson was a yearly event for Mr. H, and asked me anything about sex for the second and third years. This was done by us writing our questions on A4 uh, piece of paper and putting it in a box while he was out of the room. My first mistake was ripping my paper into three bits rather than writing on one whole sheet. Anyway, Mr. H was asking the questions. Uh, 40% of people asked about HIV. 40% of people asked if Mr. H was gay. His answer was, ask Mrs. H. And 10% was to ask, uh, was to ask if Mr. H if he was still a virgin. Again, he said, ask Mrs. H. <laughs> my question, which was clearly mine, is he pulled it out on a small piece of paper. and So everyone knew it was me who had written it. Was, if a sperm was the size of a human, how long would it take to swim the Atlantic Ocean? I think that is a valid... Valid question. I think Gary might be a kindred spirit to you here. <laughs> this was met with quizzical looks all round, but I suppose it clearly showed how the prepubescent mind of, of, of Gary worked. I don't remember the other two questions I asked. I guess they were just as weird as the first, but thankfully Mr. H ran out of time, in quotes. Many of the lads asked my, why I asked the question I did. I played it for laughs, but I was dissatisfied with the answer I got. Mm. That, I mean, that is really exploiting the, the, the process. Yeah. I mean, it's could, not really linked to such education, is it? It's more just linked to, to, to sperm, I guess. Could we work it out? I mean, we will know how quickly sperm can swim. If we sort of double that, double it again until they get human-sized, you could work out how fast it would take. Hello at LukeandPeacher.com to do that for us, because I'll tell you now, Pete will not do I that. I will not do that. No. And one final thing quickly. Um, 
from Glenn who says, um, Hi guys, I'd like to present to you farting jars. In the 1600s, it was believed the plague was a miasma, and as such, doctors recommended people carry something equally potent so they could dilute the smell as soon as possible to therefore reduce the risk of contracting the plague. And thus it was recommended that people fart into jars and carry them around with them at all times. I checked that out, and that is absolutely true. 17th century practice happened all the time. Well, there you go. Anyway. That's the end of that. Time for, time for Mencarta. Can you fill so I can uh, re-import the, uh, the Mencarta jingle? Because... You're asking me to fill on farting jars? Yes. Okay. Uh, imagine what if kind pe- of jar will you use? Imagine <laughs> people with that right now. You'd get people who are really organised who would buy like a mason jar off the internet. It'd be a fucking Nalgene bottle. You know it would. <laughs> <laughs> Mine would be a Nalgene bottle. A lot of people would just be using like leftover drinks bottles, wouldn't they? Yeah, definitely. Um, is that enough time? Uh, nearly. Nearly, yeah, okay. Nearly. Um, I can't imagine people doing that. I mean, people do do an array of disgusting things. It's Mencarta. <laughs> Let that be justice for all. Let that be peace for all. It's one small step for man. You don't understand. Willie was a salesman. Say simply, very simply, with hope, good morning. Yeah. Yeah, hear that? That was someone, yeah. was that yeah, one someone sent in? No. You did it yourself? Did it myself. Oh, people are going to be gutted about yeah, that. Yeah, not bad, eh? Oh, what have you got for us? Uh, Balloon Fest 86, Luke. Oh, this is great. In 1986 in Cleveland, Ohio, they set a world record by releasing almost one and a half million balloons. Um, it was meant to be a, a fundraising publicity stunt, uh, but I've been watching videos about this. It's the sight of um, a lot of people putting a lot of balloons in a big net. It looks like something out of Independence Day. The cloud of yeah. balloons is incredibly large, can like I, just obscenely large. Can I just say, you sound like people putting a lot of balloons in their net. That is not doing it justice. No. It, is, it, is, it blots out the sky. It's so large. It's wonderfully large. It's absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's an incredible... And, and the great thing about it, watching the video, is that people are doing it by hand. They've got, like, they've got plastered on their fingers so they can tie the balloons quicker. Yeah, because the, the rubber really does dry up the old fingers. So everyone's yeah. getting blisters, so everyone's got plasters on so they don't get blisters. Yeah. Uh, so it's school children, uh, people from the community just blowing up balloon after balloon after balloon with helium. Uh, and just um, How would you describe the, the sheer volume of balloons? When they release it, it is like a swarm, the biggest swarm of locusts you've, uh, you've ever seen. It's like, it's like smoke billowing out of a huge building. It looks incredible. Yeah. What, what was the point odd. of this? Um, I think it was just like, I think it was at a time where um, they wanted to, to, Cleveland was a bit of a joke, wasn't it? It was a bit <laughs> of a, uh, Cleveland was always the butt of jokes. I think, who's the guy who does the prices right now? Uh, um, I couldn't tell you. Oh, he's got glasses. Drew Carey. Drew Carey. Drew Carey's from Cleveland, I believe, and uh, he always sort of talks very eloquently about how um, how much of a, a punchline Cleveland was back in the day. So they were trying to claw that back a little bit. And you have to remember, this is that back. This is nineteen eighty six, right? So, so everything's reported on wonderful close circuit kind of um, local MTV channels, and it's just it's wonderful. amazing because back in in the eighties, local news reporting in the US, there was mm. absolutely no um, consideration for what the person who's presenting the news look like on, on location. So it's just a, basically a, a, an endless sub- selection of like quite fat, mustachioed, sweaty men yeah. with no makeup. No. no, They're not even dressed properly. Looks like there's a really small man. He's like sort of my height kind of chap with a bald head and glasses, and he looks dreadful. It's and, and, I th- and I think actually if we, if, we, if, we, if we supplied you into that situation, Pete, you, that would be your dream job. Like waking up in the morning, going into the office and them saying stuff like, oh, for example, by the way, Pete, 
uh, Cleveland, in Cleveland, which is mm. just an hour away, yeah. they're releasing a 1.5 million helium balloons into the air. Can you go and report on it? That'd yeah. be perfect for you. I'd say, can't drive, mate. Oh, yeah. Get someone else. In America, that's not going to wash. You have to drive. <laughs> um, so uh, it was um, coordinated by a Los Angeles-based company uh, headed by a guy called Treb Heining or Henning. Uh, and so they just made um, a structure the size of like a city block out of nets. Um, so the, 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 the middle of Cleveland, there's this big tower called the Terminal Tower. It's like it looks a bit like the Empire State, in all honesty. Um, and basically, the balloons are next to uh, that. They released a million and a half balloons. It was it, an obscene amount of balloons. And the, the scene when it um, when they, they they finally released them was something else. It was just bloody incredible. The problem is, <laughs> um, because of the weather uh, and the and the wind, uh, most of the balloons drifted back over the city, went into Lake Erie. Um, uh, Lake, Lake uh, Erie rather and um, most of them ended up in Canada and um, also at the time two men had gone missing in the lake and died because they couldn't find the um, life jackets in all the balloons what were those people balloons... th- what were the two men that sadly passed away thinking was happening yeah. Oh, is this what happens when you die? The balloons underwater. <laughs> it was such a, it's such a weird so two men died because of balloon festivities. Backfired. It just Think incredible. of the littering. Think of the littering. It as was well. so many balloons. Like, I don't know how they got clearance for it. At the very late like there was a helicopter uh from the news crew like floating around again. Get the helicopter from those balloons, mate, or you're going down. Popping them all. Yeah. <laughs> I love the idea that in 2018, and I broadly support this. 2018, you can't even have a single plastic straw in a pub. In 1986, <laughs> 1.5 million pieces of plastic being released into the air just for the fucking sake of it. Give it a Google. It's a beautiful piece of uh, It is video. fantastic. And it f- firmly deserves. Bloomfest yep. 86. Yeah. And I like the idea that it's called a fest because really, if people go down and watch that, that is one event that happens for about 15 seconds, but they're calling it a fest. If I was... A, I could not believe... The most spectacular thing is when they're actually just filling the nets. It's just... Oh, wow. Check out the video. It's something else. Yeah, do. And that and is my Men Carter entry for this week. A worthy ad- ad- addition, and, uh, and and well done to you, Pete, for digging that out. A fantastic video. We'll share it on the uh, on the social, uh, which is at Luke and Pete Show. If you want to get in touch, hello at LukeandPeteShow.com. We'll be back on Monday um, for more of this nonsense. Yeah. Say goodbye to the Pete. Goodbye the Pete. And this is me, the Luke, also saying goodbye. See you next time. Bye. Bye.